0: Hello and welcome to Soccer 101. My name is Daryl Grove and sitting across the table from me is a man who ordered all the bacon and eggs that you have... (laughs) His
1: name is Taylor Rockwell. Hello. Hello. For purposes of this show, I will go by Taylor Rockwell. Although my real name is Dante Fieri, but it didn't seem exotic enough.
0: (laughs) So we are here to introduce Deep Cuts, a classic Total Suck Show episode. It's also an example of the type of thing we'll be doing more of Mm -hmm. on Sucker One Hundred One. It's a Parks and Rec 11. Yes. Parks and Rec, the NBC sitcom with Amy Poehler, if you're not familiar, and many uh-huh. other people. It's an ensemble cast. Um, this is a thing we've done a lot on the Total Soccer Show. We essentially take a TV show or a movie or something that we love and we create an 11 of the, those characters and what position they would play. Actually, yes. two 11s, right? Because yep. we go back and forth. We
1: do. Uh- we talked about, like, in the introduction to this series, uh, like, this is a lot of questions we get. Like, we're answering some questions that we get Suck routinely so yeah. we can kind of go back to them. This is a thing that no one really asked for, <laughs> but we did it anyway. Well,
0: the classic response to yeah. all of these episodes, because we've done a few mm-hmm. of them, we'll list them off in a second maybe, is I didn't think this would be a good idea, yeah. but then I listened to it and I really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, but also, again, these things are timeless, right? Mm-hmm. They're not newsy, but they get buried in the Top of Sock Show feed and eventually they disappear and you can't access them. So the plan is to slowly re-release mm-hmm. most of the 11s, maybe all the yep. 11s, shows that we did into the Sucker 101 feed. And we've ta- I'm, I'm thinking we've talked about this. I hope I'm not breaking news to you here. Future 11s that we record what will we- <laughs> we'll go in the Sucker 101 yep. feed where they'll be easy to find.
1: Yes. And I think it's uh, – I'm good with that. And I think it's also indicative of how much we enjoy this specific episode that we're about to yeah. listen to. Uh, because Parks and Rec uh, – you can say many things about it, but you can also say that it was a small audience by the end of its run, I think. Uh, and so we probably could have gotten a few more clicks if we had gone with, say, the Star Wars 11 we did, the MCU 11. Yeah, those yeah. are a bit out of date since there have been, I believe, 15 movies apiece <laughs> since last we recorded those. But this is one that I think we, you and I genuinely enjoy, love Parks and Rec. We yeah. love all the characters in it, even, even uh, John message- Raphael, even
0: though he's the worst. Even like the, the, the message of the show, the soul of the show, yes. I think, is like a nice positive message mm-hmm. that um, really resonates with me, yeah.
1: I agree, but jean <laughs> Raffio is still the worst. Okay. Actually, I think yeah, it might be Mona Lisa wish. Saperstein is the worst. <laughs> Either way, they're both terrible.
0: So what else have we got? Um, so Parks and Rec mm-hmm. is obviously the episode you're about to hear. There's always the always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> 11, which I th- I listen back and is also really good. <laughs> I look forward to re-releasing that.
1: Those characters have changed since then. I would, I would, I would like to maybe revisit that one, knowing the yeah. different arcs that some of those characters have, uh, have <laughs> had since recording that one.
0: Did we do Game of Thrones? Yes, I think we did. We did. Yeah, Is it maybe we're seeing an updated Game of Thrones in the future. Probably. Yeah, yeah. But we'll just make it worse than it was back in the day. That's it. Are we acknowledging the final season? Do we need to deal with that? <laughs> we think we Your have joke to. was
1: better. <laughs> I stepped on it. I apologize.
0: Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoy the we Parks do. and Rec Eleven. We hope you enjoy the future Elevens. If you have ideas for Elevens, you can always email us contact at totalsoccershow
1: You can. I can guarantee you there will be fewer plot holes in this episode than there were in the
0: final season of Game (laughs) of Thrones. (laughs) We hope you enjoy this episode of Classic Total Soccer Show. Hello and welcome to the Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show. Just get in. It's the Total Soccer Show. I am Daryl Grove, and I'm joined by Taylor Rockwell. You beautiful tropical fish. Hello. (laughs) Hello, you beautiful land mermaid. I believe. I believe is my retort to that. Uh, So, if you're not lost already, Mm -hmm. then you will know that this is our Parks and Rec Eleven. We've done this before. We've done this for mm-hmm. Star Wars, The Simpsons, uh, the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. Always sunny. Always sunny. Yep, Maybe yep. our favourite one. Mm, yeah, I think so. So this is where telling. This and our- might be a challenger, though. I have to say. Okay, we're not we're not drafting. We're going right. to go through a team. It's four four two with a goalkeeper. You know, good standard formation. Yep. We're each going to nominate a Parks and Rec character to play in that
1: position. If you've never never seen Parks and Rec, uh, we're still going to try to make it applicable at least, or maybe entice you to watch a few episodes. And
0: also, the thing we hear the most about these shows Mm -hmm. is it sounded like a terrible idea and I wasn't going to listen, but then I listened and I actually enjoyed it. So if you're like, (laughs) on the fence right now, get off that fence, jump into Lot 48. There we are. (laughs) But maybe mind yourself, and then don't live down there. (laughs) So, shall we start with goalkeeper and i will invite you to go first taylor who is your goalkeeper and most importantly for these why sure I think really there can only be one
1: answer here, and it has to be Ron Swanson. <laughs> and here is why: because I'm, I'm going to stop you and say I have the same, but okay. I'll let you
0: do all of yours. First. Well, I
1: mean, I think I think the obvious answer is that there's no way he is playing a sport in which he can't use his hands. Uh-huh. There's, he's not going to allow that. <laughs> so this time, is the one position that allows him to use his hands. Uh-huh. So I think it's where he belongs. There's
0: also no way he's running around,
1: right? There's that. <laughs> he loves obstructing the government, so I'm he sure does. he's going to have no problem blocking shots. And the one that I think is very important is he loves head games. He yep. loves to fake pulling out his own teeth to make Tom faint. <laughs> he broke. You think the- he'll
0: do that as a striker's running at him?
1: <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking more penalty shootout. He's always going to win penalty shootout head games. Uh, when he broke the coffee pot and then made somebody in the office say who did it, so uh, that they all had infighting, so yeah. that it sowed seeds of chaos. Mm-hmm. That's what
0: he's going to do during shootouts. <laughs> so I agree. Um, one of the reasons I think he'd be great mm-hmm. in goal is he wants to do the least amount of work possible, yep. right? And the way to do that as a goalkeeper is to get everybody in front of you to play really well yep. so he'll have motivation to organize and motivate everybody in front of him to make sure he is left alone he can close the door in the penalty area and just be left alone in peace I agree with that I have two more things to say <laughs> oh, yeah, one good. he
1: is not a person who likes being told what to do unless it's maybe by Leslie Nope. then uh-huh. that maybe makes it okay <laughs> goalkeeper you kind of go there you stop the shots it's pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. he doesn't have to really listen to tactics he doesn't have to deal with anything like that and in a goalkeeper you want reliability right uh-huh. you yeah. don't want them to have dependability one em- there it is you don't want one game they're amazing, the next game they're letting in everything that comes mm-hmm. on frame. Ron Swanson is dependable. Same hair, same mustache, no flash, no flair. That's Ron Swanson well, in goal. 99%
0: of the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sometimes it's a bright red shirt, but again, that works to your advantage if you're a goalkeeper. Well, that means he had a good night the night before. Indeed. Uh, my only two things to add are yep. he can demoralize opponents by deliberately calling them the wrong name. Yep. <laughs> and if he gets injured, he will play through pain, even if it's a hernia. Great point, Lester. Great point. <laughs> You're welcome, Timmy. <laughs> oh, last thing—he definitely can't play in the field because he only has nine toes. I forgot about that. <laughs> so we agree on goalkeeper. then. We do. It's Ronald Ulysses Swanson. There it is. In goal. That's full name. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, then, uh, since we agree, shall I move us to right back? Yes, then? please. Yeah. Who's your right back, Taylor? It's Council- Councilman Jeremy Jam. Are we the same? I'm going to show you my piece of paper. Oh no. Are we the same all the way down? We'll see so how far, it goes. Councilman Jeremy. I mean, Jam. first of all, he tell me this doesn't sound like a defender. I like that, I'm going to steal it, that's mine now. <laughs> that's the type of thing you want to hear from your defender. That's what he does with Tom's joke about uh, a DDS and what that stands for. Yep. He's going to do that every time somebody comes at him with the ball. He can hold up anything from passing. Yeah. We know that from how he shuts down everything <laughs> Leslie tries to do. Uh, he'll, he, he'll even destroy you just so he can use the uh, home team's bathroom. Uh-huh. We know he'll do that. And the most important thing of all, obviously, every time he stops someone, they just got jammed. <laughs>
0: I have all those things <laughs> written down. The only other thing I would add is I'll let that you go
1: left back first, then. He has
0: excellent hand-eye coordination. He yeah. could have been a pro golfer. That's
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I just got to pause to say, <laughs> that is one of my... He is one of my favorite characters on the show, yeah. and one of my three favorite
0: terrible person, great character.
1: Yes, <laughs> and one of my three favorite lines is when he is playing miniature golf and he and he hits the putt and screams, "I should have gone pro, <laughs> or I could have gone pro." <laughs> I also have to add this. Um, I think that's John. It's either Jay Glazer or John Glazer. It's Jay actor. Glazer. Um, he he has he has a show called he like. Uh, John Glazer, Joe Glazer loves gear. Mm-hmm. Um and which I guess he has I've never seen it before, but my brother loves that actor so much that one of his catchphrases is like one, two, three, four, five, six, abs and then he lifts up his shirt and shows his abs. <laughs> my niece has learned that if my brother counts to six, she is supposed to yell abs she is not yet two years old (laughs) that's because that man is great and that's because jeremy jam is an amazing character
0: i've got one more one more thing to add Um, so he's not just defensive obviously he's good Mm -hmm. at jamming people stopping things passing as you said but he also he has a plan to get forward and take space yep that space being leslie's (laughs) office and or private bathroom yep and then the lot he tries to
1: take a lot for well. he does for paunch he does indeed all right so we've we've agreed on goalkeeper right back why don't you go... Oh, no,
0: I want to keep this going. I want to get this going. All center backs. We're going okay. center backs. I invite you to go first. We can go as a pair or one at a time. It's up to you. Because sometimes we do, like, an, an obvious pair. I'm going as a
1: pair. Okay, who to, me, got to me, it's an obvious pair. I tried to keep people partnered where it made sense. Mm-hmm. I'm partnering Chris Traeger and Ben Wyatt as my two <laughs> center backs. Uh, and oh,
0: what do they call have
1: Butch Count oh. and the Sum Dance Kid? Oh, either way, it's terrible. <laughs> um, and this is kind of more so towards the beginning of their arc than the end when they yeah. come in. They're the city auditors, yeah. Um, Good and cop, it's, bad cop. Right? It's, well, it's sort of like no cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah. It's just... smiley cop, bad news. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's what it is, right? Because you want one who's going to be kind of very uh, positive and adventurous, and he's uh, going to be out there trying to make stuff happen, and then you want one who stays at home and organizes a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, do you? Do you have any overlap here? or Shall I continue? They're not my centre backs. Okay. I'm saving them for elsewhere. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a couple individual reasons why, then I'll talk about them as a pair. First of all, Chris. As I said, he's gonna go out there, he's gonna be energetic. He is literally the best possible player for this position. <laughs> he runs ten miles a day every day for 18 years, so he's gonna be fit. He's halfway to the moon, right? I believe he is. <laughs> he will also uh, make up for the ground that's not going to be covered by my left back at times. So he's gonna be all he's gonna be dynamic all over the place. Wait, oh we don't know who your left back is yet, do we? we? Don't. Okay. I had to tease that <laughs> one. Uh, ben is the pragmatist, he stays at home, he organizes. We learned in the cones of Does Dunshire. What, what's that? He runs the numbers. Yeah. But in the cones of Dunshire, he's <laughs> yes. a, he's a tactician. He's a strategist. Yep. He loves Game of Thrones. I mm-hmm. think he's picked up some tips there. So he's going to be the one. That who's is gonna... not canceled, right? It is not. <laughs> you can't cancel it. It's a crossover hit. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. Don't worry. Yeah. So he's an expert in tactics, and he's going to know the opponent's weaknesses and gut them with a the machete. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so your center backs are Chris and Ben.
1: Yes, and Chris, if for no other reason than because uh, his personal low when it comes to running a mile is five and a
0: half minutes (laughs) it's better than Andy Dwyer yep (laughs) more on him later my center backs um, I'm gonna go one at a time first up it's Donna Neagle okay Donna Neagle is my center back here's why she's composed she's confident she knows what she likes and refuses to be swayed by other people Mm -hmm. but most importantly she has an innate understanding of the man-to-man marking system Oh, take take me through it. Do you remember at the singles mixer? Yes. She explains why she can't be friendly with Ann Perkins at the singles mixer. (laughs) Because if you get that man, I don't get that man. That is how man marking works. (laughs) That is
1: outstanding, Daryl Grove.
0: She will also bring the ball out of the back in style. Mm -hmm. And by in style, I mean in a Mercedes. Yep, obviously. (laughs) The only thing is, don't give her access to the team Twitter account. (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
1: It could go south real fast. Yeah. It could do. All
0: Joining right. Dunn and Eagle at centre back. And they just April. Ludgate Karate Dwyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> April Ludgate at centre-back. She is a cynical obstructionist and she's not afraid to go to the dark mm-hmm. side. Just her stare will be enough to intimidate strikers. Yep. Um, she trusts her gut, which is really important as a defender. She even teaches Anne Perkins to slightly trust her gut. So she makes great decisions that way. Um, she will intimidate opponents just like she did to Ben's interns in DC by threatening to scoop their eyes out with a melon baller. As um, you do. As you do. She can adapt to even the most horrific opponents as as we saw when Tinnifer came to town <laughs> in April, out-valley got her. Tinnifer from Eagleton. Um, she is almost, but only almost, the master of redirecting attacks. Mm-hmm. As she showed when people tried to get meetings with Ron. She's going to defend the goalkeeper. She's yep. the gatekeeper to the goalkeeper. She'll say, can you come back at 2.65pm? Can you come back on March 10th or June 50th?
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, actual, but, or an actual date, and then your team's in trouble.
0: As Jonathan Faylor pointed this out on Twitter, yeah. I was going to include this because i have forgotten about it, Jonathan mm-hmm. Fahler pointed this out on Twitter, her only weakness is if there's a game played on March 31st, there it is. Yep. people will get past her. 30 days, half, <laughs> half March, <laughs> I
1: think is how she thinks <laughs> it. That is not the correct mnemonic device. You, or or this is, is totally
0: unrelated, but have uh-huh. you heard of the knuckle system for figuring out yeah. which day? Yeah, I, had, mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. I saw it on Facebook the other day. Blew my mind. Do you know the rhyming devices? Yes, well? I do. Okay, I there do, we go. Yeah. All right,
1: so we can still be friends then. That's the obvious one.
0: <laughs> so my sense Center backs are Donna and April.
1: I think that that is a solid shout. We've done what now? Goalkeeper, right back, center backs. Yep. Before we get to our left back, uh, this portion of the show is sponsored by Bloosh. It's a weekly lifestyle email written by Annabelle Porter. This week, they're all about beef milk, Daryl. <laughs> beef milk. Tell me about beef milk. You've had soy milk. You've tried almond milk. We'll get ready for the hottest new craze. Beef milk. It's like almond milk that's been squeezed through tiny holes in living cows. It's already available at a store near you.
0: That's just milk.
1: <laughs> you left that an obscenity, and I appreciate that.
0: Shall we move on to Left Back? There'll sure. be more sponsors later in today's show. One of them is real. Mm-hmm. Please only go and purchase the real one. You'll be supporting the show I mean, doing you can that. buy milk if you want to. <laughs> Beef milk. Go to the store and ask for beef milk.
1: In highly branded uh, glass jars. That's the main difference, I think. Yes. Who's your left back, Tyler Walker? My left back is, as I've already alluded to, somebody who I think bonds well with Chris Traeger, Uh but who maybe isn't going to put in that much effort, so he might have to cover some ground. It is April, Roberta, Ludgate, Dwyer.
0: (laughs) Roberta's middle night That's her
1: middle that (laughs) which prompts Andy on their wedding day to say ew it's Roberta (laughs) Uh, for basically for everything you have just mentioned and again this connects because I need her very close to my left midfielder Uh to make sure that he doesn't die (laughs) so that's why she's at left back but as you said she's proven time and time again she can shut down even the most determined opponent as Donna your center back classifies her she doesn't obey she chooses to cooperate that to me sounds like a defender because if if you, again, if you're going to put somebody up top, you ha- you want them to like run the channel, or you need to check inside. April's not going to do that. She's uh-huh. going to do the opposite, and she's going to frustrate she's you. Marcelo,
0: mm-hmm. and as <laughs>
1: and I have the exact same point that you had. First of all, nice comparison there. <laughs> Second of all, I have she tricks adversaries into doing exactly what she wants them mm-hmm. to do. The prime example there is Tynifer, as you <laughs> said,
0: reverse psychiatry. Yep, because there it is. <laughs> oh, man.
1: All right. Yeah, so I've got uh, April Ludgate, excuse me, April Roberto Ludgate
0: Dwyer Karate somewhere in there. <laughs> so that's my left
1: back. What have you got there, Daryl Grove?
0: So, okay, for my left back, um, I've gone with something. I've, I've done it a little different to the way I usually mm-hmm. do these. Okay, so normally we don't do it literally, right? We don't say, like, he's tall, so he's in goal, or he's tall, so he's a center back. right? Yep. could have gone with the two basketball players yep. from Entertainment 720. Delef we uh, Schrempf and Roy Hibbert. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we like to go with something, like, metaphorical, right? Something metaphorical that makes him sound like a good soccer player. What but are you setting my, up? (laughs) For my left back... I'm trying to figure out what this is. I'm going to go with someone who really does just use physical, positive physical attributes and apply them, in this case, literally. Mm -hmm. It's Chris Tragan. Yeah, of course. (laughs) As that you mentioned. Literally a very good
1: point. You just made that <laughs>
0: Chris Traeger literally runs 10 miles every day, can run at least 9 miles without sweating. His body is a microchip. He has impeccable blood pressure. <laughs> the world is his gymnasium. That's right. He's great at lunges, which also includes lunge tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, through diet, exercise, supplements, and positive thinking, he will be the first human to live to 150 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so he is literally the perfect physical specimen for left back. Mm-hmm. He's also excellent for team spirit. He will dish out absurd compliments to teammates. He's so positive, so positive, he defeated Oren. Yeah, that's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> He'd also be great at celebrations because he can even dance to one headlight by the wallflowers. <laughs> he was told it wasn't dancing music <laughs> and he set out to prove Anne
1: wrong. <laughs> so there you go. Here's the only downside to Chris Traeger. Is, there isn't. Well, because his, his, nar- his narrative sort of fluctuates. So you have that one like prolonged period where he's horribly depressed. Yeah. It's like... Like everything is meaningless and life is sad. Anyway, here's some music, and so you could get him in that sort of depressed state, and then he's still in good shape. Yeah, that's very true. It's <laughs> very true. And I think, and even, and even then, he rebounds by going overboard and like can't stop doing stuff mm-hmm. for fear that he'll sink into a bottomless pit of uh, despair. I believe <laughs> yep. it is. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's a good shout there. So Chris Traeger, mm-hmm. my left back. All right. Well, I think my defensive midfielder. That's where we're heading next. Yes. Correct. It kind of indicates what my midfield pairing is going to be. It's Ann Perkins.
0: Hey, yes. Anne Perkins! Yes,
1: yes, yes. Ann Perkins. Um, she's the greatest human ever invented. I've heard that, <laughs> so I think that's really a ringing endorsement for her as a defensive. She's a
0: beautiful tropical mm-hmm. fish.
1: But, like... We also like our players to kind of be representative of where they're from. Yeah. Anne Perkins is an American, and her ambiguous ethnic blend perfectly represents the dream of the American melting pot. That's another <laughs> one from Leslie Knope. Sorry, she's, sorry, got some, she's got right some incredible in. <laughs> ones. I believe it's, it's preceded by, I know I've said this before, and I know it always makes you uncomfortable, but – and then she delivers that <laughs> line. But – I think the biggest thing is why she's my defensive midfielder. I think mm-hmm. it also indicates who my attacking midfielder is going to be. But uh, Anne took care of Andy Dwyer for many, many years. Then she had to deal with Chris Traeger when he was down. Then, obviously, throughout the entire narrative arc, she has to deal with Leslie and kind of keep Leslie grounded, mm-hmm. keep her at, at like, checked. So I think that's exactly what you want in your holding midfielder. They're going to stay back. They're going to be a little bit conservative. They're going to have those moments of crazy flair. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, they're going to be a kind of a reliable, consistent character that allows your defensive or your attacking midfielder
0: to be the crazy person they are. Disagree. All right. For defensive midfielder, I think you want a destroyer. Uh-huh. You want someone who is a machine created to destroy human happiness. You want mm. someone who, when you look into their eyes, it's like looking into the eye of Satan's butthole. Tammy too? (laughs) You want Tammy Swanson too, Ron's (laughs) ex-wife. She is the defensive midfielder, absolute destroyer. When everything's going well, she can step in and ruin it for Mm -hmm. the opposition um, attackers. Um, You also want, the position is deep lying, right? Deep lying midfielder? Yeah. She tells deep lies. She does. She makes up overdue books (laughs) to insult Ron and snare him back in. She is a deep liar. She's also from the most feared place in Pawnee, the library. Yep. Podcast book jockey. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm making myself laugh. Um, the only person who could be worse would be Tammy 1. But even yeah. I'm too scared of Tammy 1 to have her in my team. Yeah, ta- that Tammy 1 episode just bums me out. I really yeah, thought right. about bringing her
1: in, but it's just like, she's so ruthless and mean, I, I don't think I want her in my team. <laughs> Tammy 2 is at least fun crazy. Yeah. And then there's the obvious added point that, off-camera, she's married to Nick Offerman, yes. Ross Watson. So then that really does make it all the better. Have you ever seen, <laughs> I'm related to that for a second, have you ever seen the photo montage of the two of them doing puzzles? Because yes. that's what they do in their spare time. Yep. That's an amazing one. If you've never seen that, listeners, go find uh-huh. that because it's incredible. Can it's, we link uh, to
0: it in the show notes? Yeah, I think so. You it's Nick Offerman it? and Megan Mullally's mm-hmm. puzzles. Not all really. right. should we move on to attacking midfield? I uh-huh. think I can yeah. guess who yours is. Well, here's
1: here's the problem, though, I have to say, though, with Tammy, mm-hmm. t- Tammy too, is that... Are you picking holes in my team? Now? I am because oh, yeah? she's going to kind of like sow discord, obviously, but she's going to bring down morale because the worst thing is when you've met somebody, you know somebody, and then they call you like, "Hey, Derek." It brings you down a little bit, <laughs> and we know that she has no problem calling Tom Glenn. I believe it is, <laughs> yes. which I believe is an intentional thing. She also forces well, she from run, I think. Yeah, and then she forces people to be who they aren't in the sense that she makes Jeremy Jam. Become a replica of Ron yes. Swanson, so I feel like she might try to get people to do things they don't want to do.
0: Well, if Ron's hernia acts up, and yeah. we need to persuade someone to go and goal, you know how sometimes it's really hard to get someone to go and golf. She yeah. could persuade Jeremy Jam to go and golf. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs>
1: That's probably true. Yes. Yeah, so moving to my attacking midfielder. It's Leslie No. Of
0: course it is. I think it
1: has to be, unless you don't have her, and then we can debate it.
0: I have her elsewhere, but okay. we, can, we can talk about why you've got her there.
1: Sure. Okay. She can multitask in a way that everyone else on the team combined cannot, as yeah. proven by the fact that she once had three meetings at once. <laughs> that wouldn't be a problem for her. She's hyperactive, but with a vision for the future, so she can spot opportunities for progress. She's going to help get that offense going if it's a little bit in a little bit of a rut. Mm-hmm she can be intense when it comes to competitions like when she told Ben the only thing I'll be waving on a stick is your decapitated head in front of your weeping mother (laughs) that was at the Model UN conference
0: Uh well she had the big three right
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly Uh, even illness and injury don't keep her down as we saw when she took three doses of uh, the flu (laughs) the flu treatment in order to give her presentation and that really was as Ben said it's like Michael Jordan she can play through injury (laughs) she can play through illness she can have a flu game Mm -hmm. she never really switches off I I think she said the most she slept in years is seven hours, which is twice as long as she sleeps on a normal night. Mm-hmm. So she's going to always be up training and preparing, even when she's ready. Sleep, she's
0: debating Bobby Newport in her sleep. Yes, but I think <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. And she gives. I just, camp- I just saw that when. You and she me. gives
1: campaign speeches in her sleep. That's how Ben <laughs> knew she was running for a city council. Um, but I think, on like a more serious note, she's the ultimate person in the universe when it comes to motivating and inspiring those who don't particularly want to be motivated or inspired. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, and especially if you look at season one where everyone is she's more like a michael scott character she's a little yeah. bit of a buffoon yep. everyone around her is like, like vicious right yeah everyone yep. is like more like they're all still cynical but they're also kind of negative and kind of mean yep. and she and like over the course of the series it becomes more that they all love each other even if they retain their individual qualities at the same time and that's all i think because of leslie nope
0: lovely mm-hmm. lovely and maybe after we've done the 11s we can talk about the show in yeah. general and kind of i feelings like about it, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah i think we normally do that right i like
1: it i don't know if that was obvious
0: <laughs> I've learned that daily. I think you quote a Parks and Rec at me once a day.
1: Mm-hmm. It was yeah? not
0: in my marriage vows. It's always sunny was, but <laughs> it might have been. It could have been probably. Okay, so to my attacking midfielder, mm-hmm. it's interesting that you chose Leslie Nope because I've chosen her nemesis. Hmm, that could be so many people, Greg. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Greg Pekaitis is guy. my attacking midfielder. He is an evil genius. Yep, You can't stop him. Mm-mm. He'll even tease you, eating yep. a peach right in front of you. Or was you it, know, a, plum? Plum. it was a plum? It was, a plum. was it a plum. No, that's what he says to her. He claims it was a plum later on. <laughs> See, we're already confused <laughs> yeah. by the, the mastermind that is Greg Pekaitis. <laughs> and even if you man-mark him all day mm. and observe him, for example, laughing with friends, playing with a stupid skateboard in a snide, turdish manner... You still can't stop mm-hmm. him because he's already broken through your defenses and caused chaos. And all he'll leave you with is a peach pit. Mm-hmm. He will even make the FBI guy cry. Yep. That's how cunning Greg Fakaitis is. You yeah. cannot stop him. I mean, to be fair, the FBI guy
1: was allergic to jerks, so that is why he <laughs> cried. It's also, I will say this, from an opposition standpoint, you always because you know teams are always out there, they're looking for like the next talent, the next like the youth to come through and really yes. carry that torch. Greg Pakaitis is going to steal that prospect and turn them against you, as he does with, I forget her name, but she's the head of the Model model UN, UN, and then she's, uh, I think it's their prom as well, that's his date. (laughs) the
0: same episode, he staples Leslie's dress to the the food table. That sounds familiar, yes. (laughs) I forgot about Greg Pakaitis, he's a good one. Because he's a teenager, right? He's the youngest person on my team. He's like the the wunderkind here, Yeah, right? (laughs) He's like the Adnan Yanazai. And, and he might
1: forge his ID if he's like underage and you need him to be a certain age in order to qualify for the team yeah. he'll forge his ID he'll have his fake mom vouch for him <laughs>
0: it all makes sense <laughs> yep. it's a solid creative girl, bro. attacking genius Greg Pekaitis alrighty we uh, have another sponsor on today's show yes we do this is a real one this is a real one <laughs> today's show actually is sponsored by X1 Fuel mm-hmm. pre and post workout formula for athletes who expect more from their workouts and unfilled performance without sacrificing long term health That's it's right. important to say what's not in it Taylor <laughs>
1: um, basically everything that is in any sort of Sweetums candy yep. or product <laughs> in, in general and uh, anything that goes into punch Burger uh, <laughs> punch Burger put it in your body or you're a nerd that is not the slogan of X1 Fuels instead X1 Fuels have no chemical ingredients fillers or excess sugars <laughs> Yeah, definitely not Sweetums the <laughs> yeah, they don't begin their advertisement with uh, we take a little bit we take good old fashioned corn and add a little bit of corn syrup to it <laughs>
0: <laughs> instead X1 Fuel, um, the pre-workout ignition formula is made of acai berries goji berries Mm-hmm. endorsed by uh, Blue's right. Yep. Uh, Maquis berries, pomegranate, flaxseed, and pea starch. It is good stuff in there. It good, is good, wholesome, small town Indiana stuff. Mm-hmm. Although it's from Texas.
1: <laughs> You've got the uh, pre-training ignition formula uh, that gets gets you going without any of the caffeine. It's got all that natural flavor to get you going. It's mm-hmm. got, and we went with the strawberry yep. flavor, which we both enjoyed. Yep. The uh, post-workout it. recovery formula uh, kind of br- brings you down, calms you down, but helps restore the energy without giving you that crash. Uh, customers can save thirty percent off. When they purchase the performance bundle membership, uh, it includes both products plus a shaker bottle, the X1 Dry Fit T-shirt, and our on-the-go or there on-the-go, excuse me, uh, packs for busy athletes. Yeah, we didn't make them. We did not.
0: <laughs> if you want to take advantage of this offer, this is, I think, the final week you can do it. You can get ten dollars off any nutrition product in the X1 Fuel store. It is at x1fuel.com to do. Sorry, x1fuel.com mm-hmm. to do so. You enter the coupon code TotalSucker at checkout mm-hmm. um, we're, we're hoping maybe we have them again as an advertiser in the future but for now i think the offer will expire this week yes ten dollars off total soccer or one word at checkout the link will be in the show notes
1: there we are
0: endorsed by bloosh <laughs>
1: endorsed by bloosh mm-hmm. um so we've talked about like the benefits of x1 how good it is for you i do want to take a moment to talk about sweetums for a second okay. daryl grove sweetums so,
0: to be very clear sweetums yeah. is the opposite of x1 fuel
1: there well to, <laughs> as evidence of that um i've got some products for you here daryl grove okay We've got Sweetums Nuts and Stuff, mm-hmm. which is a candy snack mix of nuts, licorice, gummy bears, red hots, pretzels, and beef jerky. That mm, sounds kind of good. <laughs> I'm not that healthy for you, though. Watery Yums, hard candy with water inside. Um, and my, I think my favorite one is Swimmy Yums, pan-roasted wild-striped bass. Dipped in chocolate.
0: My favorite is Water Zero. Water Zero, that's right. And <laughs> so that still has like 200 calories, right? Zero Water. There it is. <laughs> that's what it is. The oh. low-calorie one is Diet Water Zero Light. Oh, Sweetums. It has 100 calories. Sweetums, you are phenomenal. Shall we move on to our right wingers? Yep. Who's going to be playing on the right wing for you, Taylor?
1: Well, I want to say my right back was Jeremy Jam. Mm-hmm. My right midfielder, it's another councilman. It's Councilman Bill Dexhart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because... You want that kind of dynamic midfielder who can get the ball. They're not going to get caught in possession, or if they do, it's not going to cost them that much. It's not going to hurt the team. And most of all, you want this player to just keep running. They're never going to be brought just down. That is, that is our man, Bill Dexart. It is impossible to bring him down, even when it seems like he's completely lost control. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly charming. So if you have any sort of female official then it seems like maybe he could talk his way into not getting a call against him. Maybe. Um, He can smooth over He's that charming. Yeah, who knows. Yeah, Uh, he can smooth over even the most frightening of performances uh, because his only recognized work as a councilman was renaming his rundown crime-ridden district Beachview Terrace, which I think is one of my favorite (laughs) facts about him. And he is not afraid to be in the spotlight and will openly own when he's made a mistake. Uh, For example, in my defense, it was my birthday and I really, really wanted to.
0: (laughs) I love Bill Goldexards On the right wing for me, mm-hmm. Darwish Sabir Ismail Ghani, Mm-hmm. better known as Tom Haverford. Yep. He legally changed his name mm-hmm. to Tom Haverford. This is a winger with swagger, mm-hmm. of course, as he's fond of saying. Most importantly, this is a winger with ideas. Yep. What you don't want is a winger who just has the same trick every time, just like pushes it down the line and runs after it, uh-huh. like, say, uh, Breck yep. Right. You want someone who has fresh ideas all the time. You have the list, don't you? I have a list of ideas that Tom (laughs) Haverford has had. Tommy tissues. Private jet apartments where you buy a private jet, strip it out, and turn it into a place that someone can live. Get those wheels off there. Snake juice. It's mostly rat poison, but it it seemed very enjoyable. Um, It kind of tastes like Kahlua. (laughs) Sparkle suds. Dress loud. A phone that smells good. Lasik for fingernails. That's actually a good one. (laughs) The escargot delivery service. Do you know what that's called?
1: Uh, Snail mail. That's the one? (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) And a nightclub called Eclipse that's only open for one hour, two times a year, and the ticket is $5,000. Gotta love him. (laughs) So there's Tommy's ideas. Um, He's also um, great at creating space for himself, and here's how he does it. He's never taken the high road. But he always tells other people to take the high, roo- high road because then there's more room for him yep. on the low road. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into the tales on that one. though. Yep. Um, as we learned <laughs> multiple times, um, he is never afraid to put the moves on mm-hmm. with the ladies. Um, even if he's relentlessly unsuccessful, he won't fl- flack in confidence. He will keep putting those moves on, keep trying to make something happen. His signature move. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the around the world? Yep. You've seen the around the world trick where, mm-hmm. it's, if you haven't seen, it's when very talented soccer players, I feel like Ronaldinho, Edgar Davids maybe could do this. It's when you spin your foot all the way around the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm going to explain to listeners because they may I not, see what you've it. done here. Uh-huh. Tommy can go around the world twice. I hate you. Entertainment 720. <laughs> Tommy does the double around the world. I think this is more
1: like slow setup than you've done in episodes <laughs> past. So I'm really enjoying being like, where is he going with this? What is he leaning towards? I see what you Okay, happening.
0: so... He's going to have license to just be an attacking winger. He'll have no defensive role because he keeps giving away the keys to the house. (laughs) (laughs) He will be the classiest winger with the softest touch because he has red carpet insoles in his shoes. We learned in the bowling episode that he has excellent accuracy, mm-hmm. even though that's not necessarily fun to watch.
1: Yeah. We also learned in that episode he's not particularly tough, as I think the ball <laughs> hits his hand, to which he responds, ow, my fingies, and then claims he can't bowl anymore.
0: Classic. He winger. is not going to play through pain. He is Classic. Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the best thing. Yep. Some of his shots accidentally hit the target. This is true. As Ron Swanson learned early on in the hunting (laughs) episode. But we're never
1: going to talk about that, Uh Daryl. We're never going to talk about that. Oh, you're talking about that one. I
0: thought it was when Ron accidentally bowled a perfect game, bowling the granny style. (laughs) And (laughs) then doing... No, I'm talking about the hunting guys, I got so, you, yeah. So there you go. Those are the many, many, many reasons why Tom Haverford is my right mm-hmm. winger. Already. I honestly wasn't going to include him, and I just started putting this list together, and yep. I thought, oh, no, he has to be in the team.
1: I think I just can't get over how often he flakes when it comes to anything physical mm-hmm. or anything that might be painful he bails on immediately. He's the original fancy winger. I Swagger. I just Swagger can't imagine winger. him doing anything athletic. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it's going to work for him. Who's he also your... doesn't seem like he's going to learn the rules, as he uh, demonstrated when he was the basketball official. <laughs> Who's your left winger? My left winger, so I talked about a little bit before, uh, April, Liberta, Ludgate, Dwyer. Right? I think it's in there. Uh, it's she's Dwyer, she's but... my left back. I want her sort of, you know, keeping an eye on her partner on the left-hand side of the field. It's Andy Dwyer. Yay! Andy Dwyer. Um, he's not an obvious choice for a wide midfielder, given that it tends to require a lot of running. <laughs> and we know the one time he tried to run a mile, I believe it was, he uh, took off all his clothes, laid down on the track, and was quoted as saying, everything hurts, running is
0: impossible. <laughs> to be fair, that was before he stopped drinking beer. This is true. And then he dropped, what, like 50 pounds, I yeah. believe it was? Yeah. yeah.
1: And he in, like, seal. Uh, shape. Well done. Well done. Uh, he's a natural. Uh, he may not know what he's doing, but he knows he's doing it well. And that's the sign of a confident midfielder. Uh, he cannot handle complex assignments like that time he tried to make ramen in the coffee maker and broke everything. Uh, so we're just going to let him run down the channel, yep. kind of go up and down. I think he can handle that. I hope he can handle that. He somehow seems to always come out on top, and I think that's the defining characteristic of Andy Dwyer. Nothing sticks to him. Uh When Jerry retires and they try to figure out who's the new Jerry, Tom does everything he can to orchestrate it so that Andy's the one who goes down, but as Donna points out, he's too goofy. You can't make anything stick to him, so Mm -hmm. he's never going to get calls. He's going to be too lovable for the official to do anything. I think opponents are going to let him through because they're going to take pity (laughs) on him, and then he's going to get the result. Uh, He is definitely willing to play for cheap. Uh, He... What? You get for free. Right? <laughs> yeah, and then has to be reminded that no, he's doing yeah. it for pay. April will negotiate it back yeah. up for him. Uh, you can pay him in a billion nickels and he'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> and or a thousand singles. No, <laughs> he was happy with that. He was. <laughs> um, and I think uh, – Very much in opposition to Tom, as I was talking about before. Andy can play through pain. Uh, (laughs) He had a broken nose that he continued to talk through before realizing it was actually broken. While talking to the doctor, he just casually mentions that he broke his thumb on the way to the doctor's (laughs) office. gross when he holds it. It's horrible. And he can't really see it all, which I I love so much. But that won't stop him at all. He doesn't worry about physical pain, really mental pain either. He just (laughs) gets it going at all times. Andy Dwyer, left
0: midfield. My left winger is... Mm -hmm. Leslie Mm Nope. Leslie Nope is my left winger. Not just because, I feel like that's where her politics are, Mm -hmm. right? She's a Democrat. No one loves Joe Biden that much without being (laughs) to the left, right? That's true. (laughs) Um, She will weigh the pros and cons of every decision with a whiteboard or flip chart, which is the equivalent of Johann Cruyff's, before I make a mistake, I don't make that mistake. Everything is really well thought out. All
1: right. I feel like that's where the comparisons with Johan Cruyff <laughs> begin and end okay. when it comes to
0: Leslie Knope. Um She won't lack for confidence because every 30 seconds, Anne will send her a text message telling her everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. She would distribute passes to teammates like so many thoughtful, perfect gifts. <laughs> she can succeed on any surface, even ice. Well, I'm not sure she succeeds on ice. She, got, the there. End, she got there. <laughs>
1: she stayed on her feet, that's for Here, sure. Here's
0: the biggest question uh-huh. for a left winger. Can she cross the ball? Yep. The answer is yes, because she's all about delivering quality service. Oh, Well done. That's good stuff by you. Except I think you've got to have Leslie Central, don't you? She's central to the entire narrative. How do you put her out wide? Just left wing, that's I want, it? I want Greg Pokitis wreaking <laughs> havoc. I got you. And I also want, uh, I want Anne to be able to um, talk to her on the sidelines. So okay. I can just be Oh, so you can on get in on the bench then? I got you. Yeah, well, just sitting there. I see. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not putting her in the game. Oh, no? You don't
1: trust her? <laughs> uh-huh. All
0: right. <laughs> Should we move on to our forwards?
1: Sure. My left forward, uh, again, to kind of help keep keep Andy at bay and keep her strike partner at bay, it's Don uh as you mentioned already. Yeah. Um, She already has the tactics to basically lure in a sucker. You scribble the name on the name tag, you draw them in, you make them work for it. That's right, she can lure in that sucker. Um, She has all the tricks to get... She she
0: lets the defender, she checks to the defender then checks her.
1: Which is she draws the defender and they're like, what's happening? This is very enticing. And then she beats them. It's no problem. Uh, She has all the tricks to get what she wants and she won't be denied once she's on it. We Mm -hmm. saw that, as you said, in the dating episode. She claims to be a loner and this is a key part. And again, it's kind of a, a sweet emotional point. She acts like she's a loner. She acts like she kind of doesn't really care about people, all she cares about her is her Benz. But really, she's a key team player when the situation calls for it. She sacrifices her Benz for Leslie's I believe campaign when they're trying to get the Vans oh, to get people to the happens. polls. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yep. Yeah. She's as uh april figures out when she's not a dog she's a cat she's temperamental she's unpredictable she's complex and she's hard to read she's diego costa that's what i'm saying (laughs) and outside of tammy i think she's the only person who ron swanson is afraid of Mm. and really that's what you want she's going to be terrifying for defenders she's always going to have a plan she's going to be able to talk herself out of problems as well she is diego costa
0: what does she yell when she scores
1: Oh I'm oh, what Mjolnir I don't know
0: it's got to be treat yourself.
1: <laughs> treat yourself yeah that's probably it. I just love, I'm about to come down here him, with the what the the power of Thor's hammer. I'm going to go Mjolnir on him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, my striker, my first striker mm-hmm. is Sir Andy Dwyer. Yep. As you said, he's kind of like everything just ends up going right for him. And I think of him as one of those strikers that you can almost think of as like an idiot savant who just happens to be in the right place at the right time every single time. Yep. He also has this really like deep understanding of soccer. Do you remember the one time when he confidently proclaimed, a game is the foot? <laughs> That's the deepest understanding of soccer there is. He also knows... I love that man so much. He knows how soccer balls are filled with air. Do you remember when he made note that gases fill the volume of whatever container they're in? Science. School. School, School. there it is. (laughs) School. He possibly can teleport, which would be useful. (laughs) We're still not clear on that, but he possibly can teleport. Um, He also has excellent aim because he spends the nights shooting April in the face with a marshmallow gun while she sleeps. (laughs) The only downside, the only weakness he has, as already mentioned, is he is allergic to jerks. I forgot about so that. So it depends yeah. who's mocking him. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. If Pachitis is
1: around too, if they uh-uh. don't really get along well. Uh-uh. I don't think Pachitis is going to play him the ball. If he does, he's going to mock him when it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you've got some chemistry issues in there, Daryl Grove. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding because my right hand side is horrible. <laughs> Who is it? Jeremy Jam. <laughs> It's Councilman Dexart, and my right forward, you knew it was coming, uh-huh. jean Rafio Safferstein. Oh, no. <laughs> my favorite character in the entire show. He's
0: the best and worst. So I, I love watching him. Yeah. I love him on the show. I could not find a redeeming quality enough to get him in my team, so I'm interested to hear oh, how you go. There. there
1: are no redeeming qualities, because what's better than one Diego Costa? Two Diego <laughs> Costas, and that's jean Rafio. First of all... It's kind of up and down as to whether or not you're going to have financial issues with him because we know he's flush with cash. He made his money the old-fashioned way. He got run over by Alexis. Uh, he has proven himself more than capable of getting out of tricky situations and avoiding attackers. Uh-huh. He can run away from any problem. Yep. This is the Diego Costa aspect is that he is not afraid to take the shortcuts, to take the little kind of inside tracks to get what he wants. He faked having a disease to, quote, uh, because quote, he's got a terminal case of the get me to the front of the line at Six Flags, <laughs> which I love so much. Um, he is going to be responsible in terms of team morale as well because he's going to give everybody nicknames. He's going to kind of give those very energizing sermons that will mm-hmm. pick everybody up and get them good to go. Contract time, it is going to be a problem because he has great lawyers. They once got him sixty thousand dollars because he got too scared at a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but again, he'll he'll pick you up. So. Say you get scored on early and your team's kind of down, heads are hanging, he'll bring everybody together, he'll huddle huddle them up and say, it's like I always say, when life gives you lemons, you sell sell some of your grandma's jewelry and you go clubbing. (laughs) And he's happy to move around. He'll move if, if your club wants to get rid of him. If your club's traveling, no problem for him because his escape plan is living in Tajikistan. <laughs> I love jean Rafio so I much. Wonder,
0: I always wonder if he ever got there or if the rabbi caught him. I'm pretty sure the rabbi caught him. <laughs> one downside to Jean-Ralphio. Um, <laughs> There's way more than one. <laughs> He'll be after Leslie's gym socks. That's true. <laughs> Although he probably will enjoy playing soccer with him. He'll
1: also, I mean, he'll bail at any opportunity. He'll spend all of his money, so then (laughs) that's going to be a problem. He's vulnerable to gamblers, I think. He'll sub in and out like he did for that accountant job. Yep. (laughs) Just walk in the field and sub straight back out. (laughs) And and I think my favorite is the episode when Andy's trying to figure out who's pregnant and he thinks it might be John Raphael's sister, Mona Mm -hmm. Lisa. Um, In the three seconds that John Raphael thinks she's pregnant, he goes from being excited to, this is too much responsibility, I've got to (laughs) bail. That, I feel like, isn't great. Great for your striker, but I think his hor- horrific qualities can come through, especially because his partner is Donna Meagle. We know that she hates him. He's kind of afraid of her, so she'll keep him at bay. My whole team is based on kind of locking down certain aspects to keep everybody in line. But again, that right wing,
0: it puzzle. is
1: the worst,
0: <laughs> and I love it. Okay, so you had a guy that's like not reliable and is the worst yep. as your striker. But that's what you want. My other striker is the dependable, never let you down, Gary, Jerry, Larry, Gurgich, Gurgensch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's going to have some trouble running, I think, but sure. He is the target man. Mm -hmm. Jerry is is the target man because he is the target for every joke. Mm -hmm. That's why he's the target man on my team. And he's happy to sort of sacrifice himself himself in that role to make sure the rest of the team is happy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he's consistently overlooked and underestimated. Uh, yeah. But he ends the show as the most popular and most long-serving mayor in the history of Pornee. Yep. turns out he has a beautiful wife, Gail, who never ages, mm-hmm. beautiful family, I about that. lives to 100, and he's the only person in Pornee with an extra leg. <laughs> don't ex- don't explain. I think it's better to just let that hang there. Well, that's
1: what I meant earlier when I said he's going to have trouble running. Not that he's overweight. <laughs> There's another encumbrance. <laughs> so
0: there you go. Jerry Gergich is my center forward.
1: Oh, I love me some Gary, Jerry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, we All right, we have some more to talk about. We mm. have some like this. I've got the stadiums to talk about. We've got a coach, maybe. But first, we have one final sponsor on today's show. Mm-hmm. It's everyone's
1: favorite internet company, Grizzle. <laughs> Wouldn't it be tight if everyone was chill to each other or their second, lesser known slogan? We just want to learn everything about everyone, track them wherever they go, and anticipate what they're about to do. <laughs> Grizzle.
0: Hell's yeah, we're totally mining data. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have a coach? I do. It's okay. Jen Barkley. Oh, that's a good shout. She's the political operative? Mm -hmm. She's
1: absolutely ruthless. Mm -hmm. She will play anywhere if the price is right. She does not care. She will manage wherever it needs to be managed. Uh,
0: She'd be be in the Chinese Super League right now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) And she doesn't really care about who she works with because Uh terrible people have paid her so much money. She has a condo in every Virgin Island. Uh, She knows how to win and will stop at nothing to get the results she wants. And you can really trust what she's saying because she's always going to give you the honest assessment. She's not going to sugarcoat it. She's not going to bring you off and you. <laughs> no it was a really good game don't worry about it she's going to tell you what's what because she doesn't care enough about you to lie
0: <laughs> um, so I've got the, the exact opposite uh-huh. Ben Wyatt All right. Ben Wyatt is my coach yep. um, not only is he a successful campaign manager mm-hmm. right for city council yep. um, I think for for the go- I think for the governor of Indiana uh, right. And for the congressman who might be a robot, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben can run a campaign. Yep. He's a great manager. But he's also, as we talked about earlier, he's a strategist. He's not only the inventor of the cones of Dunchier, mm-hmm. um he's probably the best player. He defeated the grizzle boss at yep. the cones of Dunshire. Am I correct? <laughs> Every transfer decision would be properly costed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no doubt. <laughs> he's also the only man in Pornay with the correct perspective on Lil' Sebastian. Okay. I wasn't sure which one you were going to go
1: with, and it was either going to be Little Sebastian or Calzone's. I wasn't (laughs) sure which one you were going to endorse yet. Calzone's
0: are too carb-heavy. Okay. Um, Little Sebastian is just a tiny horse. He's not that impressive.
1: (laughs) This is for the horse funeral? What was that
0: tone? (laughs) I'm just with Ben on that. Yep. I like that sort of cold, sort of real-world thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then you are not going to enjoy my assistant manager. It's Joan Calamezzo. Oh! <laughs> yep. Uh, she's responsible for digging up opposition dirt. She's going to handle media appearances when Jen Barkley refuses to speak to the media, as we know she will. Mm-hmm. She, might get a, she, Joan, might get a little bit drunk or a little bit you know, medicated and say some things she shouldn't say, but that's okay because that takes the pressure off the team. If they perform poorly, Joan's <laughs> going to get drunk in an interview and pass out, and that's going to be the focus on the media for the rest of the week.
0: I was going to have it as groundsman. Yeah. Groundskeeper, groundswoman,
1: uh-huh. digging up dirt. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> I think we, I mean, we have to, I don't know if you've gone this, but my obvious commentator, my obvious reporter on the sidelines. The name
0: of the man who is the commentator yep. is the man with the name yep. Pert Happley. Which is his name.
1: <laughs> I love, love Pert Happley so much. As yep. well.
0: um, I have Councilman Dexhart as the reserve striker. Yep. So he can come on and score. Yep. <laughs> <Guaranteed>. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Uh, <laughs> Physio, I have Ann Perkins. Mm-hmm. Okay. She can just She's provide treatment. Yep. Yeah. Or you can also ask Andy to Google your symptoms. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> You'll probably come up with network connectivity <laughs>
0: problems. <laughs> and the home stadium has to be... Lot forty eight, yep, on Sullivan Street. Mm-hmm. That's where this team is playing their home games. I think they definitely are. <laughs> uh, I think they
1: definitely are. You got any more? I do. Um I've got Ken Hotate. I thought,
0: I thought you might. Ken Hotate, the <laughs> tribal
1: elder of the Wamapoke tribe and yep. the owner of the Wamapoke Casino. He is going to be able to manipulate people to get them to do exactly what he wants. Because if there are two things he knows about white people, it's that they love Rachel Ray and they are terrified of curses. <laughs> so he's gonna say, like, give me the ball or you might be cursed and they're gonna they're gonna panic. And the other right, one keep them coming. You you ready for you ready for the bleep? Yes. All right. My other, my other super sub, my dramatic impact player is Burt Macklin. He's with. FBI. (laughs) You may have thought he was dead, but that was only to fool the president's enemies. (laughs) He will dive through a glass door if it means he gets to get a goal. He can go a little overboard in order to win, like when he threatened to torture Judy Hitler. Uh You never want to see that. Um, But, you know, that's how you get her to turn over uh, the the necklace with all of Germany's war secrets on it. (laughs) So there you go. Bert Macklin is going to come in there, going to do everything he can, everything it takes to get the goal, to cry. Cross something off his
0: bucket list. Okay, I think we did well. I think so. I enjoyed this show as did I. But shall we talk a little sure. Parks and Rec? Just mm-hmm. I mean, in a non-sucker context. I'm assuming if anyone has listened this far, like 40 minutes or so, they wouldn't mind just some some open Parks and Rec. Sure. Chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I don't know where to start, mean, Why do we love it so much? Like, why does this? Um, why do you quote this at me every day and not other sitcoms?
1: I think because it, it these isn't... are not prepared
0: questions, by the way. This is uh, on the fly. I know. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think
1: because it, number one, it does a good job of like not of carrying narratives through but mm-hmm. there are ups and downs but it, at the end is still a very sweet show yeah so there are going to be bad moments there are going to be negative plot lines that are kind of stressful but overall i think it always kind of is a show you can watch when you're stressed out i saw oh, a lot yeah. of people around exam time posting that it was like stress anxiety depression and then it was like the office was giving you a hug that's what parks and rec is for me it's like kind of the warm blanket when yes. you need just a little bit of happiness okay
0: yeah i get that too so mm-hmm. i also watch a lot of arrested development yep. and say always sunny yep. and love both those shows but it's Because they're sort of like expertly, like intricately Mm -hmm. like clever and tied together, almost in a Seinfeldy kind of way, right? Whereas Parks and Rec is often just a simple story, right? And the two the the A plot and the B plot don't have to tie together, but there's always an emotional arc every episode and you end with fuzzy feelings. I've definitely cried at Parks and Rec more than once. It's a really like good emotional show.
1: It is. But I want to say like like, to go back to Gary for a second, when you said he's the target of everything, yeah. I think one of the things I do love about the show is how they always manage to keep everything very balanced. Mm-hmm. So, there are the few episodes where you start to feel bad for Gary, right? Where it's like like the uh, the one where they're gonna do the mural, and he has the most amazing idea for the mural ever. It's like the photo of every single resident in Pawnee, and it forms City Hall, yes. and everybody boos him, uh-huh. and you feel bad. But then he legitimately makes stupid mistakes all the time, uh-huh. and so you really are like, oh no, he is the worst, but you feel bad for him. And it's just, all those characters always Kind of have that little balance to them, where they don't become too amazing or too comical or too ridiculous. They're yep. always right along the same line, and I think that makes it work really, really well.
0: Yeah, and a good example I think is say Leslie. Mm-hmm. Like she is weirdly superhuman in yep. like the amount she's able to do. Do you remember when she's um, suspended and they all have to fill in for her, and it's just ridiculous? Yeah. It takes a whole department, and they don't even manage to yep. do all of it. I think they forget to buy beer for the maintenance workers. Correct. <laughs> um, but she's also like that superhumanness comes at this like cost of being sort of. Kind of manic, yep, and like hyper organised in a way that causes anxiety and stresses her out. She's a bulldozer, it, even though really, or a steamroller. I forget which one it is. She would prefer bulldozer, but Anne goes with steamroller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so even though that sort of. Not realistic, it feels more realistic because there's like this kind of flaw and cost to being that good at your job, yep. right? So yeah. it's got this complexity for a, a sitcom that's 21 minutes each episode, Yep. right? I know it's 30 minutes on TV, but I was watching it on Netflix, it's always like 21 minutes and 40 seconds. So small. It's so yep. just a small amount of time. Like yeah. this, this podcast is twice as long. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which maybe says something. Yeah. Um, I also do. I also enjoy those little moments, though, like with the calzones, with sous salads. There's a couple more. There. Oh, the libraries as well, mm-hmm. where they don't explain anything. And little Sebastian, they love it. They don't explain it. It's just everybody hates it or everybody loves it. Yeah. And that's kind of the joke as well. Is like they never explain why everybody hates calzones to the point where I'm like, is this true?
0: Does everyone hate calzones? <laughs> I got no problem with calzones. First of all, it's calzone.
1: Oh, excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> the calzone. The low calzone zone. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: There's no such thing.
1: There's not. But that's Ben's uh, theoretical <laughs> Medical calzone <laughs> – I forget what it's called, like a high-quality fast food eatery or something like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I guess to the th- another thing I like is the sort of um, – wh- what do you call it? World building mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Yep. The fact that like, you mention Sue Salads just like I think five seasons later, after they've run her out of business, yep. it's just an aside. There's like all these little things that the town feels real because mm-hmm. there are all these businesses and things and like traditions and stuff in the town yep. that you can just make casual mentions of, mm-hmm. and it feels kind of Simpsons-y in that way. Yeah. Except the Simpsons has like 25 years of history to do it, whereas Parks and Rec did it in what seven seasons mm-hmm. of like 21 minute episodes. Yeah, you know what and I mean. And then so, like the first so you really season really built it up quickly.
1: Yeah, the first season was what six episodes long. Yeah, so like even there you've got an. Abbreviated season. Um, I also enjoy. This is just a minor thing, but it's something that always drives me crazy. I love The Office. Don't get me wrong, but it drives me crazy that they chose to set it in Scranton, Pennsylvania. In like, like I guess how you consider that Northern Pennsylvania, or at least it's a Northern state. It is mm-hmm. not Southern California, which is where that show is filmed. Mm-hmm. So it always drives me crazy how, for some reason, in Northern Pennsylvania, it's. 80 degrees, (laughs) 340 days of the year, except for the Christmas episode where it's snowing. All the rest of the time, it's beautiful. It's flat, which Scranton is not. Pawnee, I think they've done a better job of keeping it in indiana so they have little jokes here and there that like uh one of the only programs like unnecessary programs that they don't cancel when the entire town goes bankrupt is basketball because people in indiana (laughs) will riot and they just have little indiana jokes here and there and i think they do a good job of maybe kind of bringing in some of the history of indiana some of the history of the midwest it makes me like it for that as well because i don't have those moments of distraction where i'm like what there's no ocean near near pawnee why have (laughs) they done this what's happening i'm confused (laughs)
0: The other thing I like, we talked about the fuzzy feelings mm-hmm. earlier. Um, in general, it seems like people with good intentions win the day, right? Yep. Like, Leslie no, just wanting to provide mm-hmm. services to city residents. Which is like, she's like a model for what local government yep. should be. Um, it usually gets done. And it, it does really make you think. Like, I know it's fictional, but it makes you think, oh, that's almost like the world I live in. Like, mm-hmm. the uh, City Hall here in Richmond could be getting stuff done. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes be. you – well, like, we know Nick, right? Yeah. Our friend Nick works yeah. in uh, City Hall, and we know he's like – a real positive mm-hmm. he's kind of a Leslie Knope type person I'm not yeah. sure if he take that as a compliment or not I hope so um, he sometimes listens so you may be listening to this right now hi Nick mm-hmm. if you are he loves a pantsuit so yeah that fits <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like, it yep. gives you um, a positive feeling that that stuff could work Yep. <laughs> yeah okay I'm with you on that <laughs> well, one yeah. and- Andy Dwyer's like, sweet innocence could, yep. could get him through the day yeah
1: <laughs> but it was like other, other little things like I've heard uh, the creator of Scrubs talk about how they knew from the first episode they were always going to keep Carla and Turk together. Spoiler alert for all of Scrubs. <laughs> uh, because, like, they I think, didn't...
0: I think you're clear on that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> they did, well,
1: because they didn't, like, that seemed like an unnecessary... And they do have, like, marital troubles, as, you know, you mm-hmm. have. But it was, like, always kind have. of... <laughs> Anyone has. But um, they, it was, like, sort of an intentional thing because they wanted to keep it sort of grounded in certain relationships, grounded in reality mm-hmm. to some extent. And I feel like they did the same in Parks and Rec where you have, like, Leslie and Ben. You don't have any of those, like, un necessary sort of drama here and there like you have the one where they're dating and they're not supposed to be yeah then they're living apart but it's nothing that like oh ben's tempted by another woman like that's not what the show is yeah same thing yeah, with yeah. april and andy that you don't have that sort of like oh maybe they're gonna break up and now they've gone to their separate corners and they have to have everyone break- like you don't have that sort of kind of consistent sitcom stuff that happens they seem to avoid that
0: you know why hmm. i think it's because they never sort of ran out of ideas yeah uh, and because mm-hmm. they always had a season-long arc yep. right it's lot 48 or it's winning city council, mm-hmm. or it's fighting the recount, yeah. or it's you know running for higher office. So there's always like a bigger story mm-hmm. that overlays everything. Yeah. So they don't have to just be like, oh, we've got like we've we've got nothing serialized. Sorry, no, it's all serialized. So we yeah. don't know what's going on this week. Mm-hmm. It's episodic. We'll just like make something up. I guess we'll break up. We'll break up April and yeah. see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I think uh, my final thing. Unless you wanted to, no, we should definitely that. wrap this up pretty right. soon. <laughs> <But> my final <laughs> thing is just, and it is sort of like a barometer that I use to gauge how good the show is, how good the chemistry is. If you look at the outtakes, if you look at the bloopers, The Office has really good bloopers. Always Sunny has really good bloopers. Uh, so too does Parks and Rec. There are mm-hmm. some amazing ones in there. And to me, that speaks to like the creative minds that are there, that the actors are super into it, and they're yes. not just reading their lines and then getting off screen, um, that they're trying to improv, they're trying to make stuff happen, they're trying to make each other laugh. That always speaks to how much they enjoy working there. And you can see that in, like, uh, post-show interviews where they say, like, it's the best job I've ever had. I wish we could do another season. Yep. So I feel like that kind of comes through in pretty much every episode.
0: It's perfectly cast as well, right? Yeah. In terms of, like, say, Chris Pratt. Like, really, I'd never yeah. heard of him before I started watching Parks and Rec. Now he's yeah. one of the highest-paid actors in yeah. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and watch Parks and Rec... yeah. It's obvious, like yep. You're watching, you're like, Oh, this guy's gonna be a massive, massive star. Yeah. And then when you watch the bloopers with the improv, some of the stuff that he just like improvised on the fly. Yeah. Some stuff that didn't even make it. Yeah. Right? Like I won't explain it, but the Kim Kardashian <laughs> yep. thing. That's amazing. <laughs> you realize that he's got this really sharp comic mind that yeah, you gre- wouldn't have known at the time.
1: You referenced the internet connectivity joke before, which he improved. Yeah. Uh, Greg Schur, who was one of the creators and one of the writers, said, like, I've never written a joke that funny. And it was where I realized <laughs> that he was just so much more talented than me, yeah. that I was never gonna be on that level that like of course he's gonna be a star if he can just add Ad something like that, on the spot. Yep. And yeah, so it shows maybe you how do good he research. is. But I mean, look at everybody else in that show. I mean, Amy Poehler was like was already a big name, but continued to be a big name. Mm-hmm. I'd say Aubrey Plaza is starting to be in like a lot of mainstream comedies and a lot of independent comedies as well. That mm-hmm. uh, maybe is it. Uh, I mean, Adam Scott is still is still out there doing <laughs> Aziz? things. Aziz, <laughs> oh, yeah, just of came out. Of the second course, season course, just came out. Aziz, yeah, Rob yeah no,
0: never heard of before Parks and Rec. Yeah, me neither. I don't know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we wrap it up here then? He was in the Brat Pack. <laughs> You're too young for that. Yes, <laughs> correct. All right, Taylor, thank you for talking to me about Parks and Rec today. Right back at you, buddy. I'll leave you with a quote from Tom Haverford. Mm-hmm. Podcasts, there are a million of them, and they're all amazing